Welcome to the Ministry of Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. Our vision is bringing people into the full realization of their potential in God and our mission. Building a community of believers whose lifestyle positively influenced change in the society. Welcome to Lighthouse. Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthouseng.org. Amen. Praise the Lord. So today is Thanksgiving Sunday. And because of that, we're going to be doing something on Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. So this morning, I titled this one, Intentional Thanksgiving. Intentional Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Intentional thing. You know what we do when we come to church on first Sunday of the month? It's just to, like, energize us so that we carry that spirit into the month. Praise the Lord. It's not as if it's only that first Sunday of the month that you should come and give thanks that you should thank God. That Thanksgiving is supposed to be a continuous thing, a daily thing, an all-time affair. Praise the Lord. So we just, you know, like, set us on the, you know how you just put somebody on the, how do you call it? There's a, there's a journey ahead, but you just set somebody up. And that's what we do when we come on first Sunday of the month. Okay, so I said intentional Thanksgiving. Somebody's thinking, why intentional? Because if we're not careful and we're not intentional, Thanksgiving will slip by us. Particularly in the face of happenings. I'm sure somebody woke up this morning and was thinking, ah, ugao. Ah. So if you're not careful, you will fall into, you know, you will just fall into that mode. So we have to be intentional about our Thanksgiving. So, I, I want to, I'm giving a few definitions this morning. In the Bible, thanks, the word thanks occurs 73 times. The word thanks occurs 73 times in the Bible. And thanksgiving occurs 30 times. I didn't look up the word praise, but you know that you can use praise, you can use thanksgiving, you can use, you know, thank you. And the word thanks is the word eucharistio in Greek. And it means to be grateful. It means to express gratitude. So, for you to express gratitude, that means that gratitude is in your heart already. You're expressing something that is already in there. You're not looking for it from outside. Do you understand? So, to express gratitude, to be grateful, and that is the word thanks. And of course, we know what intentional means. Done on purpose. Deliberate. There's a deliberateness to your thanksgiving. It's just not a haphazard thing. Like, when, I'm, when I feel good, I thank. When I don't feel good, Father, you understand. I'm not in the mood. How many people are not in the You know people, and when you are talking, someone say, I'm not in the mood. Please, 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 I'm not in the mood. Uh -uh. Thanksgiving does not have to do with mood. Thanksgiving should be on auto play. 
I mean, what's that thing? Now, when you keep something, auto repeat. Thank you. Auto repeat. So, Thanksgiving should be on auto repeat. And so that's why I'm. You know that, um, yes, we're in Nigeria. But all of the earth is going through, you know, is going through turbulence. Everywhere on the earth, there's turbulence. And so, if you are looking at the outside, you will not give thanks. You will not give thanks. And you know, yes, we're praying for Nigeria. And Nigeria will be good. Nigeria will be great. In fact, Nigeria will be fantastic. There have been, even people who are not believers, there have been, you know, there have been reports, there have been things that have gone out as per Nigeria in the next, you know, 10, 20 years. Nigeria will be fantastic. But the Bible says that darkness will cover the earth and gross darkness the people. So, if your focus is not on the right person, if you are looking around, it's not likely that you give thanks. It's not likely that you give thanks. If you are looking around, you are looking at what is happening. And because we are in the world, yes, last week I said we are not of the world. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. But because we are in the world, there's no how we will not, you know... Has to be very intense, has to be very deliberate. Hallelujah. We have to be very deliberate. So, like I said, it is not as the mood catches you. Uh -uh. It's not a mood thing. And it's not a case of, I have money, I give thanks. No. Or, ah, there's no food in our house. Thanksgiving, imagine, or Golani. No. Mm -mm. We are thanking God. Thanksgiving is on auto repeat. Praise the Lord. Thanksgiving was a major issue with God and the Israelites in the Old Testament. And you know, they are, they are, the, the Israelites are a shadow. Are a shadow of what we are, who we are in the New Testament. In fact, it was part of the duty of the Levites. Let's look at First, first Chronicles. First Chronicles 23. I'm going to read it in easy translation, but please de, um, display in NLT for me. I think we don't have easy. I'm going to read it in easy. And it's interesting because this was part of their duty. First Chronicles, First Chronicles 23. First Chronicles 23. From verse, uh, let me read from verse 27 so that we get the context. First Chronicles 23 from verse 27. Like I said, I'm going to read in the easy translation. So David counted the Levites who were 20 years old or older and could walk in the temple. Those were David's last words before he died. And then he says, the work of the Levites. The Levites' work was to help Aaron's descendants as they served the Lord in his temple. They took care of the temple's yards and its small rooms. They made the Lord's special things clean and holy. They did the work that was necessary to serve God in his temple. They took care of the special bread for the table in the holy place. They kept the flour for the grain offerings. This is talking about everything the Levites did. They weighed and they measured all the things for the bread and the cakes. Look at verse 30. It says every morning they stood in their places to thank the Lord and to praise him. Every morning. 
and it's not as if once I do in money, you know where you're going, I father, thank you for the day, blah, 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 you know, all of that. And then you come back. It says, they did the same thing every evening. So it was a routine. Hmm? Sure, you see that that one is not as, as the spirit leads me. You know, the spirit can lead you not to. It was a routine. It says, and each morning and evening, they stood before the Lord to sing songs of thanks and to praise him. Praise the Lord. So, thanksgiving was so important that God built it into the duty of the Levites. And how many of us know that we are Levites? We are priests and kings. The Levites were the priests in the Old Testament. But in this new dispensation, nobody, you know, they were the ones that were assigned to serve. But in this new dispensation, all of us are priests. So we are priests. So in the Old Testament, it was so key. God built it into their duties. Each morning, you stand before me and say, thank you. At noon, at evening, you stand before me and say, thank you. So it's not as if I have done it on Sunday. Father, until next Sunday when we see. Catch ya later. Uh-uh. Morning, evening. Morning, evening. So it's as good as when they wake up in the morning, they know that after they have finished, it's part of their duty. So it was that important to God. And in the New Testament as well, if you read through the, 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 the um, epistles of Paul, he would always say, I give thanks to God. I give thanks to God. I give... How many of us have read through? Even when he's praying, that our popular, can you please display Ephesians 1? That our popular Pauline uh, prayer. Ephesians 1, verse 16. Ephesians 1, verse 16. It says, I have not stopped thanking God for you. Can you imagine? I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly. But first of all, he said, I have not stopped thanking God. So, even in the New Testament, thanksgiving is so key. It's key. Jesus took note of thanksgiving. How many of us know that? Jesus took note. Luke 17. Let's look at it. He took note of gratitude. He was interested in people being grateful. John 17. The story of the ten lepers. John, Luke, sorry, Luke 17. From verse 16, Luke, 7, Luke 17. Luke 17, verse 16. Uh, okay, let's back up a bit. Maybe you want to go back to like 15. Let's go back to 15. And one of them, so this is the, the story. The background story is that Jesus was entering a village and 10 lepers, you know, of course, they were far off, were shouting, you know, saying that he should heal them. And he said, okay, you know what? Just go on your way and go and show yourself to the priest. So as they were going, as they were going, obviously they were being healed. But one of them, when he saw that uh -uh, something is changing, he ran back. And though, oh yeah, go, no, go, okay. Go back to that 15 now. He says, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God. Oh, he continued. And fell down on his face at his feet, giving Jesus thanks. And he was a Samaritan. For the Bible to have, it is important that the Bible mentioned that he was what? A Samaritan. Verse 17. It says, so Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? And if you go to 18, he was talking about 
were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Praise the Lord. So to Jesus, gratitude was important. He had done something and he expected that they would come back. And, but it was only one person out of ten. That one is a, is a abysmal failure. One over ten. One over ten. That, that, that is so, so, so bad. You know? So, Jesus himself was, 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 was watchful for thanksgiving. So we cannot but give thanks. Hallelujah. We cannot but give thanks. But I said earlier that if it is not in your heart, because the, 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 the definition says express, it is what you have inside you that you are, are expressing. If you don't have it inside you, you cannot express it. So giving thanks is a posture of the heart. It's a posture of the heart. Like I said, if you are looking around, if you are looking, and you are waiting for things to be okay before you give thanks, you will never do it. You will never. So, giving thanks is a posture of the heart. If you don't have thanks even in your heart, you can't practice it. If you don't have it in your heart, you can't practice it. You can't practice it. You must have it in your heart for you to practice it. Thanks even is a choice. That Samaritan chose to give thanks. The other nine went their way. Hallelujah. The other nine went their way. But the Samaritan was the only one that chose to come back and give thanks. So it is a choice. It is a choice. It is a choice. It is a posture of the heart. It is a reflection of what you have in your heart. Praise the Lord. Some people are, have you seen negative people before? Have you seen negative people? By the way, if you're a believer, you should not be a negative person. If you're a believer and you're a negative person, you should work on it. But have you seen negative people before? Even when you're saying, ah, but, eh, but you should get... Well, what are we giving? It is a posture of the heart. It is a posture of the heart. It is a big part of expressing our love to God. That is assuming that you know that God loves you. Because some of us still can't understand. No, I jokingly say that Africans don't understand love. Have you, has anybody heard me say that? That Africans don't understand love. When you look at Oyibo people, ah, you will love love. Am I lying? Why are you all keeping quiet? Women, am I lying? Girls, am I lying? Talk to me. When you see the better script than weed. <laughs> Hallelujah. So people don't understand the love of God. And if you don't understand the love of God, because you are one talking about God loves me. God, I, I, I can't see love. I can't see it. I can't feel it. I can't touch it. Hallelujah. So, Thanksgiving is a posture of our heart. And I'm going to ask a few, one or two questions, just, you know, just to gauge your, the level of your heart this morning. Are you a grateful person? Just answer. Are you a grateful person? Are you the person when they give one naga, you are grateful? Or you are the one they are waiting for? I even asked him for 10,000, he gave me 1,000. Can you imagine? Are you the entitlement mentality? Are you a grateful person? Are you grateful? Are you the one who sees a cup half empty or half full? You know, like I said, some negative people. You can say, ah, 
Ah ah, this cup is half 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 empty. Why did they not fill it up like this? And somebody comes and says, "Wow, this is this is half full." What is the difference? Perception. 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 Are you thankful? You should ask yourself, oh, are you grateful? Because some of us really are not grateful. Because you are, you are, you are, you are uh, grateful for what now? What are we grateful for? Uh, yeah, well, we shall thank God. We are alive. Uh, well, we thank God, but uh, there's always a but. And once there's a but, you know that that but has negated the first part of the statement. You say, ah, we thank God, but you have eroded everything. But, you know, so, are you a grateful person? Are you a positive person? Are you positive? Are you positive? Are you positive? Or constantly, you know some people, in fact, <laughs> there was a lady that I knew a few years back. Any believer, anytime you are talking, you say, ah, this, she will give you like five negative, five negative incidences. To negate that thing that you are saying. I said negative. Five negative. Ah. What is happening outside? She's always saying what is. What is happening outside is not. Ah. One woman beside my house. One person beside this. One some in my child's school. She always, she always had those stories negative. You are trying to say ah. Well, we give thanks to God. Also. Ah. Mm-mm-mm. What is happening outside is not easy. Is it happening to you? Why must you? Why must you give? And we have to watch ourselves, really, because, like I said, if you look around, if you are looking outside, believe you me, you will not give thanks. You will not, because things are not working the way they should. In quotes, you will not give thanks. So, are you the person that, when they say, "Ah, let us give thanks," God say, "Ah, fact." What I saw today. Ah, 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 ah. In fact, people that want to give thanks say they have killed their mood. Because if the person is not strong enough, and that's what happened to that lady. After a while, I stopped talking. Because if you are not strong enough, she will drag you down. So are you the one that when they are talking in a group, you come and just put, you just pinch their balloon. Pew! We have to watch ourselves. Praise the Lord. So, thanksgiving. We, we must live a life of thanksgiving. It's a lifestyle. Like I said, see the Levites. And don't forget you're a Levite. Morning is at attention. Duty. You know, like all those soldiers. When you were in camp, how many of us we have gone to serve? Now they, they blow that bugula, be bigula, be what be good. They wake you up in the morning. Attention, you stand. Father, I have come to thank you. That's what the Levites are doing. In the evening, before you go to sleep, say, we have come again. We have come to report. We are giving you thanks. Intentional thanksgiving. Intentional thanksgiving. How often do you give thanks? How often do you say so? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if it's not in your heart, like I said, you can't speak it. How often do you give thanks? Even to people around you, how often do you give thanks? How often? How often do you thank your wife? How often do you thank your husband? I like something that my husband does all the time. He'll be back next week. Don't worry. All of you will see him by next week. Because I'm sure that uh, 
you know, people are looking at ah, ah, three Sundays. Pastor is not in church. What's happening? He's coming back next week. By next week, he will be, he'll be back. When I serve him food, he will say thank you. You know, initially, because I grew up in a home where my father, ah, you will set table. My father was a retired principal. So you will set table, uh, knife left, fork right, spoon on top. Yes, yes. That's how my father used to eat. Yes. You will set the table proper. Table mat on the table, everything like that. And he will come as king of his household, eat, finish eating, get up and go back to his room. And we, everybody will pack the plates and we'll pack the plates and I'll go. Yes, that's your duty. He's the king of his household. So when you have finished cooking, you go and call him. Daddy, food is ready. Yes, you have laid the table and everything. So when I, when I got married, and my husband will give me food. Initially, I was like, yeah, you are doing your, they, were, we taught, they taught us that we are doing our duty, but now it's not anybody's duty to cook. That is not, that is not the cost, something for today, but let us leave it. Anyway, so, you know, when I give him the food, he will say, thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, she, ah, thank you, dear. Thank you. Ah, initially, I was like, ah, yeah, okay. What's, what's, that, what's happening? What's happening here? And when he finishes, he will carry his plate to the kitchen. Yes, now, nah, and watch yourself. Ah, ah, what are you talking about? What's that one? What's that? I should not say it. Ah, it's a lie. I'm going to say it. I'm going to allow this. He will carry his plate to the. In fact, sometimes when I want to carry the plate, he will say, "Leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it." He will take my own and his own and go to the kitchen and wash it. So, you know. So it took some, but after a while, ah, me too. I will sit now and cross my leg. Do you understand? So how often they will listen. They will hear by fire by force. They have tuned off. No, they can't tune off. We'll come back to this matter some other day. Don't worry. Anyway, so how often do you give thanks? You don't take things for granted. The little things of life, don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. Even to your children. Ah, um, Junior, go and bring my slippers. When the boy brings the slippers, say thank you. Say yeah. Uh-huh. Don't take little things for granted. How often do you give thanks? How often do you say to people around you, thank you? It's not so, In fact, children were taught in school, Abby. Those five, uh, five, where are the teachers? Five um, uh-huh, magic words. Thank you is one of them. It's a magic word. Even if the person doesn't want to do something, once you put the thank you, you know how to chalk it. A person will, will self-pedal. So how often, how often do you say thank you? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, what, we sh- what should we be thankful for as believers? As believers, what should we be thankful for? What should we be thankful for? Why should we give thanks to God? What should you be thankful for? If you listen to me pray sometimes, and I don't even know how I, but I was not as if I was taught, but you know that the Holy Spirit just teaches some things by himself. I, 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 I would always say, Father, thank you for the gifts of Jesus. 
Because if Jesus did not come, all this time that we are talking, that we are all dressed gaily like this, we will not be here. We will not be here. So, what should we give thanks for? What should we be thankful for as believers? It's not uh, uh, my new, the days of, uh, what's that thing? Homer. I, I don't hammer, I don't hover. You know, no, 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 it's not all of those. Uh, hammer, hammer. Number one, God chose us in Christ before the foundations of the world. What should we be thankful for? God chose us in Christ before the foundations of the world. It is not by accident that you are saved. It's not by accident that you are saved. God chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. Before the foundation of the world. Number two, we are indwelled by the Holy Spirit. That is a, huh, you, you cannot quantify that. That indwelling of the Holy Spirit. You cannot put a price on it. You can't. You know, last year, I, last year when I was away, I was talking to one of, you know, one of our members that had relocated. And she was telling me, they were just, you know, generally just sharing. And they were talking about the antagonism they, they en, 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 encountered when they first got into, you know, into the UK. From people that they were working with. From So anyway, one of these days, one of these ladies, <laughs> the person that she was working with that was supposed to give her a lift in her car, said no, she can't give her a lift to. That she should find her way. And where they were, they were, it was not place, a place where buses would, uh, there was no train, there was no bus. And she said, she just said, Father, hey, Holy Spirit, you have to get me out of this place. And of course, it was cold. You have to get me out. I don't even know where I am. You have to get me out of here. And she just, you know, like began to listen inwardly. The Holy Spirit was telling her, walk up to this street. When she got to the street, turn left, she turned. Go up like that, she did. Alas, she just got to a place where there was a bus. She did not know her. She was just following the inward intuition. Inward intuition. So, you cannot put a price on the Holy Spirit. A lot of us don't make use of him. We don't understand the advantage that we have. And I, I think we should go home and study. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's John 14 where he talks about the sixfold, sevenfold ministry of the Holy Spirit. And see how it, it Look, it is something that the Holy Spirit is something you cannot put a price on. Hallelujah. So, we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Number three, we have God's unconditional love. In fact, like I said, I have some some generals that I listen to some old old time people and one of them will say because a lot of times a lot of us behave stupidly you know now even me I know sometimes you just behave foolishly and you're thinking after you have done it you're saying ah, ah, what and this my my pastor this my preacher would say God loves you stupid even though you are stupid God loves you even though you are foolish God loves you unconditional love. It's not a love that is based on performance. No. It's not performance based. It's not if you do good today. Ah, my, my child, my child, come, come. If you don't do good, my friend, will you sit down there? Don't let me see your face in the next two days. It's not. It's not. God loves us unconditionally. We have 
God's unconditional love. We have God's peace. How many people enjoying the peace of God? Another friend, another junior friend of mine said, during COVID, she's, she's in America, she said, sis, I don't know how people survive without Christ. She, she lives in America, and during COVID, she's a nurse. And we're just talking one of those, she says, sis, I don't know how people survive without Christ. I don't understand it. So, you know, when you have something, you, you think, ah, eh, peace, eh, peace, <laughs> you don't understand, though. When you go out there and you see people, then you will understand. Hallelujah. We have God's peace. We have an eternal home in heaven. How many people know that? After now, this is dress rehearsal. We are going in grand style. Hallelujah. We are going in grand style. We are going to heaven. I don't know whether it is mansion. You know, some people say there is mansion. I don't know whether it's mansion, but I am going. Any which way, I enter there. Hallelujah. But I'm going to enter in grand style. How many people are with me? Or you just want to you know, like, ah, any, let us shall enter anyhow. No, I'm not entering anyhow. I'm entering in grand style. Hallelujah. So, we have an eternal home in heaven. We have access to the word of God. Ah, oh my goodness. See this thing. Like some people will say, I done. Ha! It is magic. If you know, you know. If you don't know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You have the word of God. Again, people don't use it. You don't use it. It's there. Do you know how many promises are here? You don't use it. The Lord will help us. You are not even asking that one. Okay, you don't want the Lord to help you. Okay, the Lord will help us. Okay, so. My exhortation, I said intentional. So I'm going to give us some things that I want us to do. Number one, a list of things I want us to do. Make a list of things to be thankful for. Make a list. Maybe you want to put it... God is not tired of you saying the same thing all the time. Maybe you think he's tired. No, no, he's not. So make a list. There's some things that you should be thankful for. I gave you some. There are more. But make a list of things to be thankful for. Don't let it be as the Spirit leads you. So the, the day you wake up and you're feeling good, you can do 30 minutes. And then you're, the day you're not feeling good, you say, Father, thank you for life. You know how it is going today. We go, we'll see you later. Uh-uh. Make a list. Make a list. A thankfulness list. You know we have prayer journals. How come we don't have Thanksgiving journals? How many people have prayer journals? But we don't have Thanksgiving journal. Oh no, there's no need for that. <laughs> we have prayer journal. So put the prayer. The prayer list is long. Put the prayer plenty. So make a list. Of things to be thankful for. Of things to be thankful for. There's this, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know whether it's cartoon or it's not cartoon. There's this thing that I, I, I know I've seen it a lot. I have not seen it of recent, but it's talk. Where they drew, yeah, they did like a, it's not animation. What is cartoon now? When you just draw, it's not human beings, but you just draw. It's cartoon. It's not animation. Animation, you put something inside there. 
but that's one is just it's just pictures it's just still cartoon thank you so you know they drew uh, that that cartoon they did uh, you saw they did two tables so an angel was sitting at the end of one table another angel was sitting at the end of another table separate and there were queues in front of the tables and the queue for prayer it was as long as you could imagine and then the queue for thanksgiving there were just a few people that were there just a few people i saw it over time in fact i haven't seen it recently but i know that i have seen it more than once has anybody seen that thing you have so what does that tell you a lot of us don't go back to give thanks our prayer list is as long as a what can you call it but the thanksgiving uh, father thank you you are going and then next time you come back again ah <laughs> father your daughter needs in fact this song that they sing now <laughs> that my daddy my daddy are big brother <laughs> the first day i heard that song i laughed it made, i don't understand my daddy my daddy your baby singing abi what's that you know so some of us know how to do you know know how to how to do uh, what's that in praise singing so you come ah baba me you know you say all of those things eh Ah, your daughter needs a ah, your daughter needs something, and then you will begin to list. But when he does it, you don't come back to say, Ah, Baba Balagba. Hallelujah. Let's keep our list of thanksgiving stronger than our list of needs. Let's let's keep it longer than our list of needs. Keep your thanksgiving list longer than your list of needs keep it longer than your list of needs i gave you the example of paul before he even began to pray he said i give thanks for you always before he even began to do the prayer i give thanks for you always so he put the thanks even ahead and of course give thanks fervently you know when you want to pray some people their head would almost remove from their neck in the kind of you know gesticulation they will be shaking they will be vibrating when you want to give thanks can you also do that ah uh, Sheila is laughing is it not is it impossible it's not impossible now you want to thank the way you are praying the energy you used to pray can you add some more to it and use it to give thanks is it possible is it possible is it doable ah, okay Give thanks fervently. So when we are saying give thanks, I know some of us, it's not about, sometimes it's not about dancing, but a lot of the times too, because it's an expression of what you have inside of you. And I, I remember that when we were doing our praise party, I told some people, I said, I know some people, you have to ask the Holy Spirit to help you to dance. Sometimes you have to ask the Holy Spirit to help you to give thanks. Because you are just, who are those people? Those melancholy people. Who are they? Any melancholy person here? That you are just not happy. You know, you are just not. It's your nature. I don't know which nature that one is because that's not the nature of God. That's not the nature of God. And we read, uh, what's this thing? What's that thing they call it? Timba and Timba and Beverly Lahai. Temperament. Spirit controlled. Yes. So before you became born again, if you were a melancholy, when you became born again, something must have, something should change. Hmm. Mm, just not happy having those moods then you go into mood nobody can talk to you no that is not spirit controlled that is flesh controlled so some of us are 
still in that place where you are melancholy, you are what's that other thing? There are two of them. Eh? Flag. Flag is even still better. Melancholy. No, choleric is outgoing. Those the outgoing ones are is the ones that are you know the so you are calling. So because of that, some of us still need to ask the Holy Spirit. It's not a crime. Holy Spirit, help me to give thanks today. Can I, you can pray. If you have not surpassed that melancholy, that moody stage, but the Lord will help you to surpass it in Jesus' name. Praise is more potent than prayers. And I listened to somebody, someone was saying that, you know, in prayer, prayer has technical. Do you know prayer has technique? That's why we have a lot of unanswered prayers because you don't pray according to technique. You didn't get the technique. But you know, praise, there's no technique. Anyhow you do it, it is praise. So it's even easier to give praise than to pray. I tell you. Anyhow you do it, it's praise. Praise the Lord. Praise is more potent than prayers. And of course, don't complain. Don't complain. It's so easy to complain, like I said. And complaining happens when we are more mindful of the problems than we are of God. That's why we complain. We are more mindful. And that's why I said, if you look around, if you are looking around, it's not likely that you give thanks. It's not likely. Complaining happens when we are more mindful of the circumstances than we are of God. And that when you complain, it empowers the inferior to undermine your faith. When you complain, your faith is dwindling. Your faith dwindles. It's like you are, you know, you are letting out a, you know how you, when you open that place, that tire, that um, covering of tire on the car, when you just open it a bit, you know what it does? The air is just releasing small. So when you complain, that's what it does to your faith. It's just letting out that air bit by bit after a while you see that so please don't complain when we get home we can read first corinthians 10 talking about the children of israel when uh they were in the wilderness it was complaining that made the journey of 30 days to be 40 days to become 40 years it was complaining it was murmuring and complaining that turned the journey of 40 days into 40 years so please don't complain and of course, what you focus on grows. And that's what the enemy does. So he allows you to see something, and then you are looking at it. The more you look at it, the more, the, the more it grows, the bigger it becomes. It becomes bigger. Am I right? Because you are focusing. What's focus? You are just looking at it, and so it, it becomes bigger until the problem now seems as if it wants to overwhelm you. So please, let our focus be on God. Let our focus be on God. Ingratitude is sin. Romans 121. When you go home, you check it. Ingratitude is sin. And then on that, don't leave God out of the equation of, our, of your lives. Let's look at uh, Daniel 4.30. I want us to read this one. Don't leave God out of the equation of your, of our, of your life. Of your achievements. 
this is was this was Nebuchadnezzar speaking because of course Babylon was a great was <laughs> Babylon was the was the America of the time of that time and Nebuchadnezzar's uh, influence reached all through the earth so he's saying here he says the king spoke saying is not this great Babylon that that I have built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty he forgot that God had helped him. He forgot. Can you go back? Can you just look through for me and see where? And God took note of it. And God sent him into the, into the University of Animals for seven years. God sent him into the university. Oh, okay. It is you, Abby. You are the one that built it. It's okay. It's fine. They sent him on, on, uh, into the University of Animals for seven years. They sent him on sabbatic, Abby for seven years you are the one that built it so please we should be careful we should be careful not to leave god out of our equation yes you are smart you are very intelligent it is god that gave us the intelligence deuteronomy 8 8, 8 18 says thou shalt be how do you thou shalt remember the lord your god for it is he who gives you power to make well so whatever it is that you have god gave you Somewhere I think is in Corinthians, it says that there's nothing that we have that we have not received. Why do we behave as if we have not received it? No, there's nothing that you have that was not given to you. Nothing at all. Nothing. I mean, nothing. Some people have pedigree. You know how we say they have pedigree, they were born into. Did they choose where they were going to be born? Was it their choice? No, it was not their choice. So there's nothing we have that we have not received that was not given to us. So be careful. Be careful. Not to leave God out of the equation. Don't become too smart. Don't become too smart. Ah, I'm allowed. We are the ones. I have somebody I used to call Ologmoye. I have not even heard of him in a long time. I call him Ologmoye because he has an opinion on everything. And his opinion must be right. No, 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 no. We are all human. We have feelings. We have faults. Don't behave as if, ah, we have it all together. Yes, our business grows $100 million, $1 billion last year. It is God that gave you. It is God. Be careful. Be careful that you don't become too big for God to deal with. Praise the Lord. Quickly. Impacts of thanksgiving. Okay, let me read Luke 12, still on that matter. The rich fool. Luke 12. I think I'll just speak. It's from verse 16. But let's speak. You know, this man had, had, was, of course, they were farmers at that time. So he had farmed. Uh -huh. It says, then he spoke a parable to them, saying the ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. Let's see what he says. And he thought within himself, saying, what shall I do? Ah, since I have no room to store my crops. So he said, I will do this. <laughs> I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there I will store my food. Oh, yeah. uh, he says, and I will say to my soul, ah, so you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease. Relax. Relax. Eat. Drink and be merry. <laughs> But the owner of the soul came and said, Fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Why? He did not put God into the equation now. 
He thought, ah, I worked hard. Ah, if it is by hard work, those people that are pushing Omolanke in the streets, they will be living in mansion. No, you don't know. You don't know what is Omolanke. Truck pusher. How many of us have seen them? Ah, they will be living in mansion if it is hard work. <laughs> Says fool, this night your soul will be required. Praise the Lord. Impact of thanksgiving. I'm running up. In fact, I'm, I've run out of time. Quickly, impact of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving envelopes us and cocoons us in God's presence. It keeps us in the presence of God. Thanksgiving. Number two, thanksgiving and praise qualifies us to carry divine presence. Because it says that he inhabits the praises of his people. And when you give thanks, it lifts the load. It lifts the load. When you give thanks, because you are giving thanks and you are shifting. So, it lifts the load when you give thanks. It removes anxiety. Philippians 4, 6. I think I talked about it uh, on January 1st. It removes anxiety. And of course, praise and thanksgiving energizes us. Spiritually, mentally, and in every way. It energizes us. It keeps our focus on God rather than on our circumstances. Please note, as I close this morning, a thankful Christian is never stranded. A thankful human being, even if you are not Christian, a thankful human being is never stranded. Hallelujah. Let's bow down our heads in prayer this morning. Some of us actually need to repent. We need to repent. Some of us need to repent because we, we think, ah, you know, we're running in our, our steam is what is. We need to repent of not giving thanks, of not acknowledging God the way we should acknowledge him. We need to repent. Say, Father, I'm sorry. I have taken you for granted. I have belittled you. Know that song I have made you too small in my eyes. Oh Lord, forgive me. I be, am I right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have believed in a lie that you were not you were unable to save me. Yes. So that's that's the song some of us should be. We need to repent. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you this morning. Thank you. Lord, thank you. Because oh God, we will not be ungrateful children. Uh -uh. we will not be ungrateful children Lord we acknowledge your goodness towards us we acknowledge your goodness we acknowledge your loving kindness we thank you oh God for your tender mercies the word says that the steadfast love of God is new every morning every morning your word says that you daily load us with benefits Lord we thank you we have come to say thank you again this first Sunday of February 2023 because we know that it is by the mercies of the Lord that we have not been consumed. And so we thank you. We thank you for our lives. We thank you, Lord God Almighty, for our families. We thank you for this community. Lord, we thank you for Nigeria. We thank you for our jobs, our careers. We thank you, Lord God Almighty, for our work with you. We thank you, Father God, 
for the gift of the Holy Spirit. We say, Jehovah God, be exalted in our midst in the name of Jesus. Be enthroned in our praise, Father God. And as we go into this month, oh God, thank you. Because, oh God, you have gone ahead of us already. And Lord God Almighty, thanks even will not cease from our lips. In the name of Jesus. We give you praise, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. God bless you. This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2, Slash 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenge.org for more.